Good luck, everyone. We're going to Chazer. So we learned this past week and a half from Simon Reish Bays till the end of Reish Bays. So what I did, I did was I made a list of many of the foods that we've discussed over the past week and a half. And instead of going through sif by sif like usual, I'll go through the foods and we'll speak out what we discussed regarding the brachas on these foods. So the first food was wine yayin. And the bracha on yayin is bari why is that so? Why is there a special bracha for yayin over every other drink or every other food? So the Mishnah Bura spoke out, It fills you up and it makes you happy. Therefore, it gets its own special bracha. Which means the Gemara says that don't tell me the reason why wine has a special bracha because it's ishtani le'iluya. Because it changed for the better, because uh, by the Zayas, Shemen oil, Shemen Zayas also changes for the better, and the bracha on Shemen Zayas is not a special bracha. Therefore, the Gemara says the reason is because it's soed umesameach, it fills you up, and it's mesamcha, it's mishaker, it has alcohol content, and therefore it's very priagafen. So the first Shiloh was what about grape juice? What's the bracha on grape juice? So we know. The bracha on grape juice is bari priyagafen. Why is that so? Lachar, you can ask, even if grape juice is sayyid halei, but it's not misamchay, there's no alcoholic content in the grape juice. So if that's the case, why do we make a bari priyagafen on grape juice? And for that, the Paiskim say, and I, I'm pretty sure it's Hashem Mazam and Orbach, he says that since when the wine, when the grape juice was created, it had the potential to become wine, to become a Dover HaMeshaker, to become something that has alcohol in it, therefore it already acquired the bracha of Bari Priyagafen. And even though it did not, it's not yet wine, it isn't wine, but since it could become wine, therefore it has the bracha of Bari Priyagafen. Now that's very good if you have grape juice that wasn't cooked or pasteurized. What if you cook or pasteurize the grape juice? Because what happens is when you have juice that's... Um, squeeze out of grapes, in the juice is natural sugars, is natural yeast, the yeast eat the sugar, and it transforms the sugar into alcohol. Now, if you're going to cook it or pasteurize it, it will kill the yeast, it will kill the chaydakim, and now it will no longer become into a wine. So if the grape juice has no longer the potential to become a wine, maybe it should lose its bracha and now become a shahakal niyabidvari. So if you, is there, is there a reason not to make a bari priyagafen on pasteurized or cooked grape juice? And for that, Rosham Zalman writes in the Tshuva Asvar, I, th- I think it's Rosham Zalman, and he said, no, it might not be Rosham Zalman, but this is what it says in the Paiskim, that since in the beginning it already had the bracha of Bariyapriyagafen, there was not enough done to it to alter it, to change it, that would make it lose its bracha of Bariyapriyagafen. Yes, it can no longer become a Dabar HaMeshaker, it can no longer become wine, but Afal Pekin, since it had the ability when it first came out of the grape, and it already acquired that special bracha, it doesn't lose it just because you pasteurized or cooked it. A different svara I heard, and this svara is something which I do think to be true, that even though when you cook the, the grape juice, it's not going to become wine in the regular way, with in the regular speed like usual, but there are natural yeast, wild yeast in the ear, which if you leave that grape juice exposed to the ear for long enough, eventually it's going to turn into wine. And therefore, it's not the shot that it can no longer be Musameach, but since it was already got the bracha, it keeps its bracha. Rather, it can still become Musameach in the future. Just wait a little bit, and it's going to become wine. And I think that is the case if you were to leave 
grape juice exposed for a long period of time, it will eventually become wine, and therefore the bracha on grape juice, whether it's pasteurized or it's cooked, is going to be a bari priyagafen. Now what about cognac? Cognac is a form of brandy coming from the cognac region in France, and is basically distilled wine. What's distilled wine? So any time you make uh, any sort of brandy or schnapps or tequila, what you're doing is you're distilling something, which means there's a certain amount, a certain level of alcohol and content which you can naturally get in the juice, let's say in grape juice, and you can't get higher than that. If you want to get a higher alcohol and content, they have to distill it. Distill it means that the alcohol will, the, um, will evaporate out of the liquid at approximately 173 degrees Fahrenheit, the water will not, will not boil till 212, and therefore you can separate the alcohol from the liquid, throw it out the liquid, bring in the new, um, the new juice, and condense the old alcohol into the new juice, and then you'll have double the amount of alcohol, and you can do this over and over to get the exact, uh, the, the desired alcoholic content. So, cognac is a wine, it's a brandy, it's made from wine, what's the bracha on cognac? So even though the Chazanish does say that the bracha is bari priyagafani, he holds it as just strong wine, by many paiskim, and the minig is to make a shahaka, and the reason is because after the distill, the distill, the distill process, now it's a completely different thing. It's completely, it's considered that it was changed so much that it loses its bracha. Now it's a bracha of shahaka on the The next food we discussed was sangria or mimosa. Sangria is a wine punch where you're mixing wine with different juices, and on this the mechaber said in sif aleph. That bain chu also conditoin, if you make the wine conditoin, the heinish and nice by dvashu pilpil, and you put in honey and black pepper, it's still going to be a bari priyagafen. And the reason is, and this can be even if the roiv is the juice, and the roiv is the other ingredients, but since all of it is coming to enhance the wine, the sangria is considered a wine drink, it's considered a wine that has flavors in it, which we can compare on a different level to, let's say, the peach grape juice that you buy from uh, Kedem. So it's different flavors in there, but it's considered the grape juice. So to sangria or mimosa, these, I think mimosa also, I'm not 100% familiar with the exact drink. I was told these drinks by someone. So it's, a, um, it's essentially a wine that's being enhanced by other ingredients. And therefore, even if the majority is not the wine, the majority is the other ingredients, it will still be a bari priyagofen, and it's even kosher for Kiddush. As opposed to if you have a mixture of beer and wine, and you're not coming to enhance the wine, it's just a mixture of two drinks, then you would go bust the roiv, that's what the Ramah says, and that's a discussion we'll have again um, later this week, or maybe next week, how much you can dilute wine that will make it lose its bracha with water, but over here the Ramah says if you dilute it with beer, then we go bust the roiv, and if roiv is beer, you'd make a shahakel. As opposed to sangria or mimosa, where the ikr is the wine, you're enhancing wine, the bracha would be bariprayagafen. That was the discussion with wine. We also discussed the bracha on Yebre. Yebre is a Svardi food. It's the grape leaves, the leaves from the grapevine, and they wrap these leaves onto meat and rice. So it's a Shiloh what the bracha is. So if the ikr is the meat and the rice, it'll be a shahakal on the meat, or if the ikr is the rice, it'll be a mezainis. But if the ikr is the grape leaf, what bracha do you make on the grape leaf? So this is the Yisait that's going to come up now in a few things. We spoke out that even if you have something which grows on a tree, and it's edible, but it's not the primary fruit of the tree, it's a secondary fruit, the bracha is automatically not going to be a bariprayat, at most it'll be a bariprayadama. So at most, what the yebeda, the bracha can be, is a bariprayadama, it cannot be a bariprayat. However, there is a tzad is going to be shahako. The tzad would be, 
is that if the secondary fruit of a tree is not edible raw, and you only can make it edible by cooking it, then it's a shahako. If you have the primary fruit of the tree is not edible raw, it needs to be cooked. Let's say, for example, not a tree, but a, a vegetable, a potato. A potato you can't eat raw, you have to eat it cooked. It's still going to be a bari priyadama when you cook it. But if a secondary fruit of a tree is not edible raw, and it's only going to, come, to become edible when you cook it, then it's always going to be a shahako. And an example of that, I think, was maybe the shkedim hamarim. The shkedim hamarim, I think, was an example in Sif Hay. Shkedim hamarim, when they're gedolim, we don't make a bracha. And if you cook them up, no, that was not the case I'm looking for. I can't remember right now which case it was. Oh, in Sif Gimel, the garinim hamarim, the bitter, the bitter seeds. So if they're mar, you don't make any bracha, they're bitter. But if you sweeten them, or you make a shahakal. Because since they're seeds, they're, they're secondary fruits, then Mamela and the bracha, the, that part of the machaber which says the bitter seeds would be a shahakal if you cook them up, is going that seeds would be a baripriyadama. They're secondary fruits. Secondary fruits that you cook are only going to be a shahakal. So therefore the ebeda, maybe even if it's going, even if it's going to be the ikr, the bracha may still be a shahakal, because if it's not edible when it's raw, this leaf, leaf from the grapevine is not edible, then even though you cook it and make it edible, it's going to be a shahakal. If it was edible, then it's going to be a bar priyadama because it's, it's a secondary fruit. Then we discuss the bracha of watermelon seeds. Watermelon seeds, sunflower seeds. So the shayla, what's the bracha on seeds? So machlegis in the rishayim. Mishabura came out based on the shita of the Vilna Gain. That the bracha on seeds is a very priyadama. Seeds are not considered the ikr fruit itself, and not considered the fruit itself. They're sort of like a secondary fruit, and therefore the bracha would be very priyadama if it's a fruit. If it's a vegetable, then it would be a shahakal. It goes down one madrega because the seeds are not the ikr fruit; they're the secondary fruit. So if that's the case, then what would the bracha be on sunflower seeds? Now sunflower seeds—that's the primary fruit or vegetable over there because there's nothing else edible by the sunflower that we eat. Therefore, it's going to be a bari priyadama. So, so um, sunflower seeds, bari priyadama. Chamaniyot. I think they call chamaniyot in Hebrew. Sunflower seeds are bari priyadama. What about the watermelon seeds? Watermelon seeds, well, you, there, there is another edible part of the fruit, the watermelon, watermelon itself. Therefore, if a watermelon is going to be a bari priyadama, then the seed should be a shahako. Why is it that we make a bari priyadama? And the answer is, is because there's a separate zone, a separate species of watermelon that's planted only for the seeds. They are, the, the characteristics of these watermelons are that are full of seeds, and they planted only for that. We put pictures on the chat of how they harvest these watermelons, and they have this machine that chops them up and spits out all the flesh, and they use it for fertilizer, and they only take the seeds from these watermelons. And therefore, from these watermelons, they are the primary fruit of the watermelon, and therefore the bracha would be the bari priyadama, and that's why we make a bari priyadama. Now, if you buy a different watermelon, and you take out the pits, and you want to eat them separately, when you're not eating the watermelon, then in the chanami, they would, those would be a shahako, and would not be a bari priyadama. Then we discussed the bracha on orange peels. Orange peels, candied orange peels. Let's say the orange peel would be the yikr. What's the bracha? So the mishabura brought down a machlekes. Some say it's going to be a bar priyates. It's the pre itself. The shemer pre. The shemer pre is chayiv and arla. It's the pre itself. Others say that it was a bar priyadama. It's not the main. It's not the primary fruit. It's a bar priyadama. And others say it's shahako. 
It's not really a food. It's not really edible in the first place. And it's not the primary fruit. And therefore, it's only edible if you're going to do whatever you do to it to make it edible. And therefore, it's a shahakal. And the minute the Mishabura says, Misafik, to make a shahakal, but the evidence, if you make a bar priyach or bar priyach, you're going to be yaitzah. So if someone has a chocolate covered orange peel, then the brach would be shahakal. If they make a bar priyach or bar priyach, then this is all assuming that the ikr is the orange peel, not the chocolate, which we'll discuss more soon. Now let's go on to the next food. The next shayla was when you take a fruit or a vegetable and you mash it and you crush it, is there any point or at what point does the bracha change to become a shahakal? And on that we said, this was Siv Zion, we said that the halacha is that if you mash a fruit, as long as you can tell, you can recognize what fruit it was, there are still some pieces over here, it retains its original bracha. So if you have an apple and you make applesauce, if you still have pieces of apple in there, it's going to be a bar priates. But if you mash it and smush it and crush it to the point where you can't you can't tell at all what it came from, then it's going to be a shakoni yamidvari. That was the Yisoid in the Klal of Siv Zion. Based on that, there are a few different foods that we discussed. So applesauce, we said if you can see the pieces, homemade applesauce, many times you can see the pieces, then the bracha would be uh bar priates. Store-bought applesauce, usually it's just a, a liquid, a mush, that would be a shakonia midvar. What about peanut butter? So peanut butter, since it's, the peanut is completely blended to the point where there are no pieces, it's going to be a shakonia midvar. What if there are pieces of peanuts in the peanut butter? Then it would depend. If the pieces are from the original peanuts, when they blended them, it's going to be a burapriyadama. If the pieces were added afterwards, then it's still going to be a shahakal. And that's something that's hard to find out. I do. Someone did tell me after we gave the shear, they called the OU and the OU said to make a shahakal because they add in the peanut pieces afterwards. So that would be the case. If the peanut pieces are added in afterwards, it will still be a shahakal. When it comes to smoothies, so the halakha is like we just spoke out. If you have pieces left of the fruit or the vegetables, and it's going to retain its original bracha. If there are no pieces, then it's going to be a shahakal. One should keep in mind, if there are certain fruits or vegetables that are known to have bugs in them, they have a mead hamatzai of bugs, and there's a hetter to blend them up. If you're still going to have pieces of the fruit or vegetable that's not blended, the same way that piece of flesh or the fruit escaped the blender, it could be the bugs also escaped the blender. And really, the bugs are bottled. The reason why they're not bottled is because they're a barrier. And a barrier, I mean, their abundance is not bottled. Once it's chopped up, now it's no longer going to be a barrier. Now it's going to be bottled. But that's only if it's actually going to be chopped up. If you still have pieces of the fruit that weren't chopped up, you have to be concerned. Maybe the bugs also were not chopped up. Aye, there's a klal. How are you allowed to be mevatel on Isra lechatchila? That's beyond the scope of this year. It has to do with the concept of Ein Kavanas Levatel. If it's only a Mid Hamatzah, you definitely have the right to blend it up and make sure it's blended well. And once it's blended well, the bracha is going to be a Shahako. We discussed what's the bracha on potato kugel or mashed potatoes. So there's a Chiddush when it comes to potatoes from Rosh Hashanah Zalman. says it applies to potatoes, pastas, also bananas. Um, and maybe some avocados, things that have a certain consistency that no matter how much you smash them and crush them, they always look like the original fruit. And therefore, any potato kugel, whether it's a stringy kugel or a mushy kugel, any mashed potatoes, as long as it was not from dehydrated potatoes, it's going to be a bar priyadama according to Hashem Azalman. Yes, there are those that say that no, it depends. If it's stringy, then it's going to be a bar priyadama because stringy looks like a potato, but mushy does not look like a potato. To me, there's no difference what shape it's in. Mushy, stringy, it looks like a potato, but there are those that make such a chilek, but Hashem Azalman, he held as always a bar priyadama. 
any potato kugel, a mashed potatoes, mashed bananas. Now, the banana jar that you serve to the babies, like a baby jar, that may be, I'm not sure. That maybe looks a little different um, because it's more like a liquid. I think. I don't I haven't looked at it in recent history. But let's say, for example, a typical baby jar, let's say like of carrots, you're going to make a shahakal because it's blended so well, it would become a shahakal. Potato kugel, mashed potatoes. What about Pringles? Pringles is a Shiloh because the way they make the Pringles is that they completely dehydrate the potatoes and it looks nothing like a potato and they then reconstitute it back into the Pringle. What's the bracha? So Ramesha famously in his early years always held it was a shahakal. It loses the bracha when it lost its tzura. It does not get it back when it comes back into the shape of a potato. And this is what many were knowing to do based on Ramesha's opinion for many, many years. Ramesha at the end of his life was chayzer and he held to make a bracha priyadama since it regained its look, its tzura of a potato. Now the bracha is going to be a bracha priyadama. I'm pretty sure some Azaman held that way and Arbelski held that way. So yesh v'yesh, naira naira pashte. Some people make a bracha priyadama. Some people, some people make a shahakal on the Pringles. Different opinions. The next foods that we talked about were juices. Juices from Sivches. And from here we discuss the famous machlegis between the Rajba and the Rush, which applies to all different juices. Machlegis was, the Gemara says that if you juice a date, the bracha on the juice is shahakul, it's only zeya ba'alma. It's not the fruit itself, it's sweat, perspiration. Only going to be a shahakul. Different Gemara says, shlokus, if you cook a vegetable, the soup, the liquid that you cooked in is going to be a bari now, how could it be that the juice, the, the liquid which comes out of the fruits of shahakal, and the liquid that you cook the vegetable in is a bari priyadama? So to answer this, the rush and the rajba are different terutim, which have many different nafkaminas. The rush says, the difference is, did you juice it or did you cook it? Did you make it into a soup? If you just juice it without cooking it, it doesn't really have the full flavor of the fruit, it's only a shahakal. If you cook it, and you make a soup out of it, then it gets the real flavor, then then shlokas is a bari priyadama. Based on that, the rush holds if you cook a fruit, if you make a fig soup, it's going to be a bari priates because since you cooked it, it has the flavor. And now it's going to be a bari priates. The Rajba has a different terrace. The Rajba says that the Gemara, when you have date juice, is a shahakal because it's not regular. It's not the derech to juice dates. Mashenkin shlokos, when it comes to the cooking the vegetables, it's the derech to cook the vegetables, so therefore the liquid gets the bracha of the vegetable itself, and therefore it would be a bari priadama. In Kainzak the Rajva, if I make a soup of fruit, a fig soup, that's going to be a shahakal, because it's not normal to make a soup from figs. Based on this, in Afghanistan, we had was orange juice. What's the bracha on orange juice? According to the Rosh, since you didn't cook it, it was just squeezed, it's going to be a shahakal. According to the Rajva, since it's a derech to plant the oranges in order to juice them, it's going to be a barapriate. Now, Misafik, we're going to make a shahakal. And that's the halacha. Misaf, you can make a shahakal. But if you make a bari priates on the orange juice, but the evidence will be yotzeb, uh, as long as it was not from concentrate, it's a whole different shahakal we did not, not yet discuss. But if it's not from concentrate, for sure, you would be yotzeb with the evidence if you made a bracha bari priates on the orange juice. And therefore, if you're coming to eat an apple with a cup of orange juice, you make a bracha shahakal on the orange juice first and an eight on the apple second, because if you make an eight on the apple first, there's a shahakal if that bracha would work for your orange juice with the evidence. And therefore, you would not go with the regular halachas of Kadima Bivrachas, then make, make sure to make your shahakal on the orange juice first, and that would be the bracha of orange juice. So it is a chazan ish who makes a stronger case a little bit to make a, a ha'etz on the orange juice, but the chazan ish himself would make a shahakal on orange juice. Another shayla which comes up based on this juice discussion and soups is prune juice. 
prune juice, prunes are dried plums. And the way to make prune juice is you don't just squeeze the plums, you actually cook the plums. So if you cook the plums, now the chara, bain lefi the raj, bain lefi the rush, prune juice should be a bar priate. According to the rush, since you cooked it, now the water has the flavor of the prunes and therefore it should be a bar priate. According to the Rajba, since it's normal and a lot of plums are planted to make prune juice, therefore it's a derech and it's like orange juice, it should be a bar priate. So the kuliyama, Prune juice should be a bari pre and based on the mission of Brura, he basically says beferus like that, that prune juice is bari pre However, Ramosha writes, the minig is not to make a bari pre the minig is to make a shahakal. Why is that the case? It could be, Ramosha says, it could be that we're being semach on the Vilna Goyin, the sheet of the Vilna Goyin is, is that anything which is taken as a drink and not a food is going to be a shahakal. Even if in the laws of the sugya of juices and soups, it should be a bar priate, but if it's a drink, a drink is shahakal. <coughs> Mr. Brewer brought it down earlier at the end of Sibdalad. That's where Ramosha writes, and the minig definitely is to make a shahakal on the prune juice, so that's what we do. We discussed certain fruits or vegetables that derech is to eat them cooked and not raw. For example, an onion is the primary fruit, and the derech is to eat it cooked, so a raw onion will be a shahakal, a cooked one will be a bar priadama. We discussed chocolate-covered raisins and chocolate-covered nuts. Chocolate itself is a shahakal, even though one can make an argument that either the chocolate bean is planted or the tree is planted in order to make the chocolate. So why is it a shahakal? It should be a bird pre And if some zawan in his chuva struggles mightily in order to find a reason why it's a bird pre However, albeit that that's the case, the meaning is to make a shahakal, and that's all the place can say. So chocolate is a shahakal. But raisins are her eights and nuts are her eights. So what do you do if you have a chocolate-covered raisin? So we discussed this and we said two opinions. If the ikir by you is the chocolate and the raisin or the nut is to enhance the chocolate, then the bracha is going to be a shahakal. If the ikir is the raisin or the nut and the chocolate is to enhance the raisin or the nut, the bracha will be bari priates. If you're just eating it because you like it, then some say you go bust of the raiv. But Ramosha writes, you don't go bust to the roi, but you do what you make two brachas, you take a bite of the chocolate with a shahakal, and then you take a bite of the raisin and make a bari priates. Now, if the inside of the chocolate is a cookie, it's a different shahakal, we'll discuss it at a different time. But a nut or a raisin, according to Ramosha, if you like both of them, you should make two brachas. And I'm pretty sure that's what applies to sushi also. If you have an ikr, let's say there's a salmon sushi where the ikr is the fish, because it's protein, that's a main, a main dish then the salmon sushi would be a shahakal. But if it's a vegetable sushi, then what's the, what, what bracha do you make? So if there's an ikr by you, I eat it for the rice, I make a mazenis. If I eat it for the sweet potato, make a barapi adama. What if I eat it for the sushi? I don't know why I eat it. So then according to Ramayisha, it would seem like, and I'm pretty sure that's the case, that you would make two brachas, you would make a bracha on the rice mazenis, a bracha on the vegetable barapi adama, just like the chocolate-covered raisin and nut. We discussed the bracha on sugar, which is a machlekes, if it's going to be a bari priya eitz or bari priya damor, it's going to be a shahakal. The mice we make a shahakal. Misafik, we make a shahakal on the sugar. We also discussed, I have a chewing gum, we discussed the chewing gum, you make a shahakal. Since the chayadim says, and, is, and anything which you chew on and suck out the flavor, you make a shahakal. So chewing gum also, even though you spit it out, but the flavor comes out, therefore you make a shahakal on chewing gum. And the last food, and we'll end with this, is soy products. 
that we said that even though the soybean is planted in order to make the soy products, but a similar svar, I guess that we'll say we said by the chocolate, which I don't, I forgot to say it now, but the reason why at the end of the day, many say to make a shakal on chocolate is because it's so much changed from its original form. Similar idea we had by cognac in the beginning. It's so much changed from its original form that therefore is going to be a shahakal, therefore also all these different soy protein products and chocolate are going to be a shahakal. And that is the end of the list that I made over here. So just the chazer, the foods that we discussed, we said wine, bari priyagafen, grape juice, bari priyagafen, even if it's cooked or pasteurized, bari priyagafen, cognac, we said was a shahakal, we said the sangria and mimosa were a bari priyagafen, the yebedet was Depends, unclear, machlekes, if, if it would be the ikir, if the grape leaf would be the ikir, machlekes, if we make a shahakal or a bari priyadama. The watermelon seeds, the one you buy from the store, are bari priyadama. If you make it at home, it may be a shahakal. The sunflower seeds, bari priyadama. The orange peels, will make a shahakal. Applesauce, so it depends if it's, there are pieces and it's going to be a bari priyadama. If it's uh, just a liquid, then it's shahakal. Smoothies are a shahakal. If there are no pieces, if there are pieces, then it is going to be a bari priyadama or hadama, but watch out for the bugs. Peanut butter is going to be a shahakal. Potato kugel, mashed potatoes, onions, daiti, berry adamba, Pringles, smachlekes, or Moshe from the early days to the end of his life, shahakal or berry adamba, smachlekes. Juice is a shahakal, orange juice is a mashayla, so there is a, we make a shahakal, but it could be, but the added berry would work for your orange juice. Prune juice, the minigus to make a shahakal, even though a strong case could be made, that it should be a berry eight, but the minigus to make a shahakal. Raw onions are a shahakal. Chocolate is a shahakal. Chocolate covered raisins and nuts. So if there's an ikr by you, make a bracha on the ikr. If you're eating it because both are ikr, both are the same, then Ramesha says to make two brachas. Sugar is a shahakal. Chewing gum you make a bracha on, and soy products are a shahakal. And that is all for tonight. Wishing everyone a wonderful good night, a good week. We're going to discuss tomorrow what's a tree, what's a fruit, what's a vegetable, papaya, cranberries, blackberries, raspberries. Everyone have a wonderful good night.